Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I am Jenna Stever and I play Astra Blep, a fey-addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is, and I'm joined by... I'm Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild. I'm a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa Paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Statehar playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, who is an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high stakes world of magical cooking. And we are, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Uh, Justin, how you doing today? I did have jury duty today, but that's fine, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> That only made me angrier as a DM. I'm ready to punish somebody. He's going to just do horrible things to us tonight. Yeah, I'm curious how that's going to affect your energy during this recording. Lots of perception rolls. Guilty. Objection. <laughs> Bubble says, let's go into the potion shop so we can talk privately. Following Bothell inside, it's difficult to see any signs of the potion shop that existed here before Shadowin moved in. There are makeshift hospital beds set up on the floors and the counters and any possible space that can be used. You notice that the vast majority of the patients are injured New Haven civilians, not soldiers. Clove and Ergon squads are rushing back and forth, tending to the wounded. Some of them acknowledge you as you pass through, Bumble, the tiny little plant who sounds like Beaker from the Muppets, is very happy to see you, Astra. (laughs) Bubble leads you into the back, and you all squeeze into a small office space that is currently unoccupied. Once you've settled in, he asks you guys, Are you familiar with the events of the Great War, when each god in the Pantheon picked a champion on Erosol and empowered them with mythic ability? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It seems like now, with a new war on the horizon, all of those previous supposedly immortal demigods are dying. And you can't convince me that that's a coincidence. Oh, yeah, that seems like bad news. I think that if I can reconnect the meteorite to the source, I can become the new demigod of Hibdal. Oh, jeez. Do you really want that, bud? It's like, it's the only thing that makes sense. I feel like this whole thing is just a conspiracy that everybody's out to get me. They're coming for me every time. Oh, no. I take offense at the term making sense in this context. I'm going to level with you, bud. This journal's a real tough read. And, you know, I, I really took for granted that it was all real. And now I'm having second thoughts. I'm a little bit nervous. 
As elf, I seem to remember you trying to authenticate it and not being able to authenticate it. And now even Bobble is saying he's not certain it's really authentic. Bobble, did you say that the other demigods are dying? He says, for sure I know that Gaffinrit is dead. And that the last thing he did before he died was bring this meteorite to Nantarum. I think he was trying to find me. Why? Who understands the mind of a demigod? But I trust that Gaffinrit knew what he was doing. Uh, uh, Justin, I want to make a check. I think a sense motive check. To see how crazy he is? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I guess. No, don't let me put words in your mouth. Sorry, (laughs) I want to hear where this goes. I think you're right. Like, I want to do a vibe check for how uh, connected (laughs) to reality I think Bavel is. A sense motive is... Uh, maybe not the right i don't know if there is a check for this heal like are you trying to uh, diagnose him (laughs) i like that i do have a small amount of heal so let me roll that he's probably got radiation poisoning that's true (laughs) yeah is 11 gonna help me at all (laughs) probably not huh is anybody else trained in heal yeah yeah johnny use massage to diagnose his psychological condition Bro, Bavel, is your neck all right? Do you mind if I like... Um... Oh no, it's chiropractic. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I rolled a 10, so I got a 17 in daylight nice. out. It's an 18. Incredible. Hmm, strange. Like tumors? No, just knots. <laughs> <laughs> it's radioactive. Tommy is going to add two to your check, Johnny. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Tommy finds a piece of paper and scribbles down Nantrum Mines, question mark, and it confirms the concern that you were already having. Hmm. While you were working with the Sirocco healers in Beakram, Johnny, you saw a lot of miners from Nantrum who were exposed to high amounts of radiation from working in close proximity to where the asteroid struck. Many of the symptoms that Bobble is exhibiting are identical. Yeah. Also, he's just an alcoholic that has <laughs> ravaged oh. his body. <laughs> oh, no. Between the two, it's not great. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry I was so tough on you earlier. I didn't know. But you seem pretty sick, old man. And, like, you're, like, not taking care of yourself by, like, not sleeping and eating a balanced (laughs) diet? How can I sleep when this is still going on, Johnny? I can't even talk to my family until it's over. Next week, my wife is going to write me a letter telling me she's pregnant with our third child. But time always resets before it's born. Oh, Oh, my God. Thinking about it, it's messed me up, man. God damn. Bro, that also messes me up, and, like, I feel you. Yeah. When you said, like, the other demigods might be dying, like, I got kind of scared, because, like, you know, like, I'm a paladin of Gavilan, and, like, only the cat demigod of Gavilan is, like, kind of like somebody I really look up to, so, like, do you, like, know a way to check in on them to see if they're okay? At the end of every season, Molni travels to a temple outside of Fainalin, the students at the Magic Academy there bring their cat familiars to him for a blessing. Mm. That's usually how he gets knocked off in the journal. Oh my god. Oh, so he dies in one of the loops? In every loop? In several of the loops. Thank you for telling me that, because like now I know I gotta go there and save him. So like that kind of like settles it for me. I got some going to Fanolin. Thanks, man. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> Astra is having whatever the reverse of a panic attack is. Because <laughs> she is starting... Euphoria? I, yeah, like a euphoric sense of relief because she's starting to believe that maybe Bobble's just very sick. And that this journal might not be real and that we might... The time is not collapsing in on itself. <laughs> yeah, and it's a relief, but a draining one. So, like, old man, do you know any cures for, like, radiation poisoning? Because, like, you're definitely suffering from it. <laughs> and, like, if you're not going to take rest, you should, like, take some, like, herbs and, like, minerals <laughs> and maybe some of these crystals. And he, like, reaches in his pocket and he's like, these crystals might help. Yes. <laughs> Rub these crystals on yourself. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got to align your chakras, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Chakras. You're right. You seem to know this journal pretty well. <laughs> you saying that Molly's going to die? And that, like, super concerns me. Gang, I think this stuff is real. <laughs> Zelf has perused this book and if necessary he'll flip back through it in the moment is there anything in the book that it says happens that seems like really good evidence that the book does in fact know what's going to happen before it happens or failing that is there something that looks like it would be a really good opportunity to wait and see knowing that anything could change but something that seems like a solid reference point yeah, is there anything that takes place close to when and where we are currently? There's a couple things. As you guys recuperate in the potion shop overnight, you search the journal for events that you can use as proof. A few things you've encountered already, the existence of the asteroid belt, oh, yeah. also Abraham Neven's split. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Upcoming things that you know, <laughs> Glorhan dies. Glorhan <laughs> oh, is no. almost always killed in New Haven. <sighs> Okay. The other thing is that following New Haven, usually Taft Warsaw or Bobble Flask Forge, one or the other, is named a traitor to Berwin and executed uh, for things that happen in New Haven. Oh my. So there is an assassination oh. attempt, sometimes a successful assassination, of Councilman Gamweir of the, the Gnome Council. Oh. oh, bro. And one of the two yeah. of them are usually okay. blamed for it. Dang. Hmm. The week after New Haven, either Ansel Farrell or Harville Glass Cannon <laughs> is killed in Fainalin during an attempt to avenge Glorahan's death. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. I like that all the things that we can prove are just horrible things happening to other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If this person dies, this proves the journal is real. So let's just let it happen. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is bleak. Bavel talked about getting a letter from his wife, letting him know that she's pregnant with his third child. And so that's something that's in the journal mm. that always happens in the coming week that no one has to die to prove it's going to happen. <laughs> so there's one for you. Right off the top, Justin, I have to ask. Yeah, yeah. Are we supposed to do a dramatic heist on the post office to get the letter? <laughs> Is that what this episode should be? Oh, yeah, this episode, yeah. Just get out of New Haven as fast as possible. <laughs> Did we have enough information from that bounty sheet to potentially stake out those docks and get a clue as to who's targeting people in the journal? Oh. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So we know that Captain Iron Eye is the person who placed those bounties. Oh, yeah. So he's in the chain of command. Yeah, he's at the South Docks. Okay, Zelf is interested in taking a peek just because he feels like the eye of 
interest in the time loop is on New Haven right now. They've got the people who are being targeted. They have a potential lead on the targeters. And teasing out where Bobble's crazy and where he's not seems like it's an important thing for the group to do. Before we leave the potion shop, uh, when his Eliflute wakes up, Zelf wants to try to find food that it likes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hey, you guys saw what happens when you're kind to animals. All right. <laughs> Why don't you make a profession chef check, Zelf, to prepare a meal for this Eliflute? Or if you would prefer to make like a knowledge nature check to just like learn more about the Eliflute. God, I can do both of those. Can I do the knowledge nature first? Yeah, absolutely. I hope the Eliflute sucks in grapes through its nose and then it makes a little pop sound. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, my knowledge nature is just a 13. Not my finest, but not horrible. Yeah, I'll say that you know that elf flutes are very social creatures. They like <laughs> to live in packs and they love to make music together. You know that they love to eat grapes by sucking them through their snoot with a little pop noise. <laughs> <laughs> You know that the Eliflute alone has, like, uh, ability to use the lullaby orson. And then oh, when they get so into good. packs, they can cast stronger and stronger sleep spells to, when working together, performing as a group. They also have the ability to suck sounds into their trunk and then hold them what? there and then play them later. That's incredible. Um, That's so good. Cool. Yeah. And they can use like ventriloquism as well as a spell like ability. Wait, wait. So you're saying that its trunk isn't a flute, it's a recorder? Oh, it. The other spell-like ability that it has, Paul, is vocal alteration, and that's the one that, as a Mjolnir chef, you could get by eating it. Oh, you had to say it. You had to say it, didn't you? <laughs> you couldn't help it. As you were preparing food for the Eliflute, your mind just wandered ever so slightly oh. Oh, yes, to how did. to prepare the Eliflute. Oh, it wandered there first, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let me make my profession chef check. <laughs> that's a that's a twelve. Yeah, you're not used to making pet food, Zelf. Yeah, that's true. But it's not difficult to put grapes in a bowl either. So the Eliflute's not upset with you; <laughs> it's fed, but it doesn't see the genius of your uh, your chef background. <laughs> that's the worst. He probably starts out by making some kind of fine pasta or whatever the latest craze in Mjolnir is, right? And the Eliflute just does not have a refined palate and self can't really understand how plebeian this Eliflute is. So finally, he relents and gives it the grapes. We need to get some boba tea for the Eliflute is all I'm saying. That's all I've been thinking about. Guys, self is going to eat this Eliflute. <laughs> No! No! He's fattening it up! He's fattening it up like Flugrock! But not at a field hospital. So, for now, things are nice. Would it be possible to requisition any medical supplies or any medicines that can be used as poison? <laughs> hey, does this hospital have any poison, Justin? <laughs> Every hospital has poison. What are you talking about? It's just the dosage. <laughs> right? Can self get a bottle of ether? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, 
makes a killer ether cocktail. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? It's it'd be a real shame, man. Uh, I feel like Justin does not want us to have access to these things. Uh, Paul, I'll say that I, I I'm not prepared for you to have ether, though I'm not against it. I was just one example. I don't know what fantasy ether is. Don't let him have it, Justin. Ether just restores MP. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give you three potions of cure light wounds. Oh, sweet. Nice. Good. Nice. See, Paul, it never hurts to ask. Exactly. <laughs> and then while I'm doing this, I haven't been very good about giving you guys rewards as you accomplish things. Have we accomplished anything? <laughs> We're alive. That's our reward. Yeah, we are, yeah. <laughs> I added a couple bombs to your inventory that you oh, picked up from fun. your shop as you were building his saw-style trap. So uh, in your inventory, you have a dynamite stick and a chroma grenade. Uh, one deals damage, Excellent. the other is like a flash bomb. And then you have okay. uh, one really good <laughs> item, which is a remote demolition bomb. So the others are kind of just like, they're little things you can throw. This one you can place somewhere and explode it from a distance <laughs> or set it on a timer. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> Who's holding on to that one? It deals extra damage to objects. So it can hurt people nice. too, but it's more for blowing up a building. It's more up. for sending a message. Oh, I cannot wait to blow something up with that. <laughs> the next morning as you guys wake up in the potion shop and be sure to heal and stuff everybody too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of us got a little exploded. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys wake up in the shop, there's like a buzz uh, going around. Prince Erling has arrived, and with him is Bentaro Valentine, ah. who's acting as kind of his escort. I'll Prince bet. Erling is really just, you know, doing like a, a Make-A-Wish type of thing, just greeting the injured <laughs> and like being a celebrity more than being useful in any way. <laughs> he eventually spots you guys sitting in the back and makes his way over Prince Erling, this is who I was telling you about. Patty Hertz here, one of my best students. <laughs> I think that you'll find that she may be great for the job that you have in mind. Oh. Astra is also one of his students, but that's fine. <laughs> Erling holds out his hand to you, Patty, to introduce himself politely. He says, it's an honor to meet you. I've heard great things. I'm hoping that I can talk to you about a task that I need taken care of. If you oh. could help, it would be great, not just for me, but for your country, for Berwyn. I'm so flattered to hear that you've heard such nice things about me, although I'm not surprised. I, I would love any opportunity to help my fellow man. <laughs> he kind of pulls you aside from everybody else and is like, let's take a walk. Oh, well, yeah, we'd all love to. <laughs> this walk better not end up with me in a bomb vest again. <laughs> <laughs> it does every time. Yeah, you know, actually, as Valentine's best students, we should probably both go. <laughs> Does anybody else in the squad want to join them, or is it just going to be Patty and me and the prince? <laughs> <laughs> Zulf, did you want to go check out, like, you want to split the party? <laughs> do you wanna, <laughs> did you want to go check out Glorhan and the dogs? The two things I want to do are I want to check out that lead possibly, but more so I want to save our two Shadow and student friends who are being targeted because that might help us find whoever's targeting them too. Like it can't all be coincidence at this point. So finding Glory, Han, and Pearl, uh, as well as maybe staking out the docks. So those are Zelf's two things. Don't leave without us. People around here will be able to give you updates as to like if they've heard anything about what happened with Glory, Han. Zelf assumes that this a uh, little walk isn't going to take too long. So he says, 
think we need all of us for that trip. I'm going to continue experimenting with food on these hospital patients. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't need to unpack that. Uh... All right. Yeah, Zelf, you do that. Johnny, keep an eye on him. Patty, let's go walk with the prince. Excellent. Johnny, while spending time in the potion shop, you do hear talk about what happened with the other missions. Taff Squad did successfully complete their mission at the New Haven Grand, but with civilian casualties. Hmm. None of the Gnome Council were recovered, and in fact, one of the three is dead. Holy shit. That councilman had holed up in the vault of the New Haven Financial Center, which is protected by a magical security system that petrifies anyone that would try to break in. Two of Valentine's squad, Pearl and Elm, had gone undercover there as Winter Guard soldiers reporting to Mage Captain Kihu, but they were caught. Mm-hmm. Kihu is known to be especially cruel, mm-hmm. even to his own men. So after he ran out of hostages to use in his attempt to open the vault, he began forcing his soldiers to try. And to that end, Elm was petrified before his identity as a shadowing cadet was even discovered. Mm-hmm. Glorahan's squad was sent in to extract Pearl and Elm and defuse that situation, but things went sideways. <laughs> in the battle that followed, Neven was killed. Oh. oh. Harville was forced to use arcane magic, revealing his identity to the Winter Guard. <sighs> Ultimately, unable to open the vault, Kihu caused the temperature to drop so low <laughs> the gnome councilman froze to death inside. <sighs> The surviving cadets fled, but Kihu is hot on their trail, and their current whereabouts are unknown. Can't help but wonder how it would have gone if we had gone to help them. (laughs) But I guess we'll never know (laughs) unless we do that another time, if the time loop is real. (laughs) Who's to say? (laughs) The petrified bodies of Elm and the other hostages have been recovered and brought here to the potion shop. Johnny is also trained in heal, and that's also what he did a lot when he was in Begram, uh, was taking care of the sick and the wounded. So while he's waiting for Astra and Patty to come back from whatever they're doing, he will do a shift. Awesome. So out on the street, walking through this commercial area, Astra, I will tell you that you recognize this as the location of Skeptic's Haven, the shop that has your book in it. Uh- The gentleman who runs the shop, the little gnome, approaches you to let you know that all of the copies that you had given him of Train Your Brain Gremlins had sold out. (laughs) And so not only does he want to place an order with you for 20 copies this time, but he tells you that one person who had bought the book is kind of a big deal. Great. Astra, have you ever heard of Madame Ogavia? He shows you (laughs) the magazine Astrology Today, uh, which is popular among a certain crowd in (laughs) Erisol. It's full of just just nonsense. It's like half tabloid. (laughs) Bat boy. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of shit. Madame Ogavia was very impressed. Uh, She left this for you. And so it's a little gift basket. And inside of it is a bottle of Swanspell wine, which gives you a small morale bonus when you drink it. And any healing spell that you cast heals an additional 5 HP. And then also has a magic bookmark that (laughs) disguises any book that you place the bookmark in. And then the really good gift is a consumable called a word bottle. Okay. So it's a throne 
one-time use weapon that essentially you write a little scroll and put it in there and then throw it and it casts the spell. Oh, spell bomb. Uh, for the record, Astra thinks Madame Ogavia can't be that big a deal if she's reading her book. but she's delighted nonetheless so the prince is walking with you and patty and he's talking to you about how they believe that they found the location of gamware a highly respected member of the democratic council here in new haven and they want to send a representative from shadowland to speak with him prince erling says you know, I think it would be great for New Haven if we can offer them a similar deal that we were able to offer Rescorus. You know, even though we had this great conflict, we were able to kind of take Rescorus under our wing at the end of all of that. And Queen Davenhall thinks of Rescorus as she does Berwyn, you know. It belongs to her just in the same way as her own country. (laughs) And so we'd love it if New Haven would also come under the banner of the Triad Nations I think it would be great if you were the one to kind of broker that deal, Patty, and and offer that to them. I think it would be good for everybody. (sighs) It's wonderful that they tried to stay politically unaligned all this time, but this is a different situation than before. Now, you know, they're actively (laughs) being invaded and we can protect them in the future from something like this happening again. (laughs) Ah, Interesting. Patty is feeling... A little in over her head at the moment, but you know she's she's a social creature, so she's intrigued nonetheless. Do you think that that's something that you would do, Patty? You know what? For the good of my fellow people, yes, I can do it. I believe in myself. I will use my skills of diplomacy and fashion and party throwing, and I will broker this deal. Excellent. Yeah, we definitely can do that. <laughs> we certainly can. Um, gosh, do you think that's the best idea? Are you asking the prince this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, absolutely. You know, there could have been somebody to fight back the erosions when they showed up. And now we're just trying to reverse damage that's already been done. Phew. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is simultaneously less interesting and more stressful than I thought it would be. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, Patty and I can definitely take care of this. He doesn't know exactly where Gamware is, but he does have a lead, which is that he's in some sort of rooftop garden. So that's all you have to go on on that. Um, Are we expecting him to be under like a heavy guard? Should we be prepared to just walk right in, or is there going to be resistance? I don't think that there'll be any resistance. They're they're pacifists. Like, there's not a lot that he could probably do. I think that he'll probably be hiding pretty well, but our sources say that this is where he would go. Come on, Astro, we can sniff him out. Yeah, that's the spirit, Patty. You can trust us. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. And then he kind of bows to you guys in parts ways. Great. Uh, chaos. Oh, Patty. <laughs> Diplomatic chaos. <laughs> Patty, what are we going to do? I mean, like, I know we can convince this guy. 
I mean, maybe he'll be into it, right? Yeah, no, maybe he'll be into it. We should just talk to him and figure it out. It never hurts to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably it never hurts to ask. We'll just have a simple conversation with him. Um, boy, this is, you know, we've got so much on our plate. This is really stressful. We should invite him to tea. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of thinking we would go to him, although, gosh, when you say it like that, I bet Zelf would whip out a pretty brilliant tea, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Afternoon tea is the perfect setting for this kind of thing. Well, maybe we can take tea to him after we um, restore the meteorite and cure Bavel of his insanity. Like a picnic uh, basket. And save Glorhan and <laughs> Pearl and figure out who's targeting them. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> You must be wondering to yourself, was that really roughly an hour's worth of incredible storytelling I just heard, since this must be Jenna's closing credit speech? No, it's only the midway point, and there's uh, way more priceless hijinks to come, probably about uh, roughly half an hour's worth. But I wanted to let you know that in addition to our Twitter account at BCB Party and our email at bcbparty at gmail.com, you can also now contact us through our new official Discord. It's free and open to any listener who's listening right now when this episode originally goes live. In the future, when we have a Patreon, it'll be an incentive. But we wanted to, you know, invite all you early adopters to have access since, you know, we're really grateful that you've been writing reviews and telling friends and posting about the show online. It really does mean a lot to us and it really does help the show. I cannot emphasize enough how, how beneficial that is for us. So, you know, come hang out on the discord you can find a link to the discord on our twitter feed which is again at uh, twitter.com slash bcb party you don't have to have a twitter account just a discord account and i'll be refreshing that discord link regularly so it doesn't expire at least until it's time for the patreon I don't know when that's going to be, but sometime in the future. It's nebulous. Who knows? The Discord's great, though. Uh, we have a channel just dedicated to posting pictures of pets and other cute creatures that people have seen. It's incredible. So you should come hang out. Okay, back to the show. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wait, did it just make it harder to figure out what we're going to end up doing? 
We're going on a tea picnic next. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, next episode on the Burnt Cookbook yeah. Party, it's a tea party. We, we know how that went last time, all right? Our party was so good the first time. We need to try again. Uh, no, our mistake was going straight to the three-course meal. I think this will be a lot easier. Right, a picnic is much easier. Baby steps. <laughs> I have already aggressively volunteered us for this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you certainly did. I like Gamweir. He's my dude. So, like, I'm bothered by it. Andrew and Johnny are bothered by it. But, I mean, if we got to go. Yeah, do we? I mean, yeah. I think Astro is more interested in trying to find Glorhand. But I, the player, Jenna, recognize that the Gamweir stuff is probably more important. <laughs> you also don't have an exact location yet so uh, yeah. you're gonna have to figure out more information about the rooftop gardens before you're able to to really track him down to begin with this city is all built up on itself right so there's probably yeah. like a ton of rooftop gardens shit all right assuming the time loop's real which I don't, <laughs> which I think it probably is, but I'm not above believing that Justin is faking us all out. <laughs> I just want that context to be there. Okay. So probably we should do some searching around for rooftop garden information, right? That sounds good. And I feel like we can do that in conjunction with trying to get some Glorhan and Pearl information too. You know, we're we're information gathering right now on all topics. Okay, yeah, we're just making conversation. We're just getting the vibe of the city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, what kind of roles do you want from us? Oh man. I guess where where are you looking for this information at? Ooh, that's a fair counter question. <laughs> um <sighs> I mean, if we make our way back to Church Bodacious, that might be a good starting place. Because the people at the church probably have a better idea of rooftop gardens than we would, maybe. At least it's some semi-friendly to us locals that we can start with. Yeah. Like, they're probably not going to immediately kidnap me. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. They had their chance. Can we go back to Church Bodacious without running into any trouble? No. <laughs> so you guys are already in the western quadrant here. You are kind of by the statue and you want to go down to the docks at the very bottom here. So it's not yeah. too far. Those are the south docks where Winterguard. Winterguard boat's supposed to be. It's yeah. where Church Bodacious is and where the ship is. Gotcha. Justin, what happened to Bavel? Because he's like a super NPC powerhouse and I feel like he left, but I don't remember where he went. You guys can decide what you want to do. Do you want to try and convince Bobble to have traveled with you here? Oh, God. Um, really, no. I do not want to be in charge of Bavel. <laughs> can we just deposit him somewhere? Yeah, he'd probably be more used to the people at the hospital, right, Justin? I don't know if we can convince him not to do anything, though, right? Oh, God, I just do not want to babysit him. We probably have to keep him from, like, accidentally killing people. Because to him, like, we could all be dead. He's crazy. I mean, we're already here and he isn't here. So presumably we already did that, right, Justin? <laughs> I'm fine going backwards, but we do not have to. I will say Tommy Ember Eyes will go with you unless you specifically ditch him. Because he is not to let you out of his sight. His Ember Sight. 
fine with Tommy joining us. I feel like we're going to forget about Tommy until the worst possible moment, and then he's going to pop up, much like the little stranger. It just seems he's haunting us right now. He can stay, though. As you make your way to the south docks, make a perception check for me, just to stay aware of any patrolling winter guard. I got a 17, Justin. I rolled a six. <laughs> well, well done, Tommy. <laughs> Patty has rolled a 20. Mm. Ooh, and a plus two bonus in Urban Train, where we are. This felt like a good one to roll high on, so I used Inspiration. I got a 22. Nice. Patty and I are in the 22 club. Feels Dang. good. <laughs> yeah, it's real impressive. <sighs> so although Johnny occasionally starts to walk ahead of the group blindly, you guys are able to rein him in. Keep... <laughs> your head on your shoulders and, and your eyes out. I'm definitely the escort NPC in this mission right now. <laughs> you have to like constantly check in on me. Oh man! <laughs> so you guys are traveling through kind of the lower levels of New Haven, keeping an eye out for the Winter Guard. You find that there is much fewer patrolling Winter Guard than when you originally arrived on the island. So yesterday morning versus now, it's much easier for you guys to get through. The other thing that you notice as you approach the docks is a bizarre, I don't even know what to call it, uh, an abnormality. (laughs) So you see in just this small circular area ahead of you, kind of over the water, It's raining, but only in this very small, Hmm. maybe like a half mile diameter circle. Obviously unnatural. I don't think it's important. Let's ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something in the center of the rain, like a monster or a wizard or like a boat? Hmm. You can see looking down at the docks that it's all centered around the Winter Guard ship that's docked there. (laughs) <laughs> you also see that the docks themselves are kind of crawling with Winter Guard soldiers, where everywhere else had been kind of open and empty. The Winter Guard seem to be specifically in this area, and you see that they're kind of moving around in, in little groups and methodically checking the area. Hmm. 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 Are there any changes to the Winter Guard... I don't know, heraldry? Like, did any special lieutenant show up who has a special banner? I like special enemies. Captain Iron Eyes, maybe. Yeah, (gasps) right. Do we hear, like, new background music? So, Patty rolled a 22, but she actually gets a plus two to recognize erosion officials. Oh, yeah. It's one of her favorite nations. (laughs) <laughs> uh, she's a ranger, but instead of having a favorite enemy, she has a favored nation. So she is set to take down Erosia. I love that. Oh, and as man. such, she can kind of pinpoint uh, her targets easier. Know thine enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Patty recognizes standing apart from the actual working soldiers is Mage Captain Kihu, who is renowned for being truly an evil man he is a powerful caster and if one of his own men is standing in between him and a target that he wants to hit he has no problem killing his own man to get them damn bad guy the winter guard in general uses the environment to their benefit but kihu himself is immune to cold and so he will create extremely cold weather conditions that debilitate the people who have to travel with him 
Because he's fine, but it protects him. <laughs> and so you see that the soldiers that are working closely with Kihu are, like, in cold weather gear. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible and incredible, Justin. Okay. <laughs> he sounds like a real dick. Was this the guy who was trying to break into the vault? Yes, he is. Okay. He was the one that was forcing his own men to try and open the bank vault that was petrifying <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. That, that was the tidbit. Yeah. But... <laughs> Self is like, this technique, I know this. <laughs> Wait, does that mean there's a chance that one of our classmates is still disguised as his man down at the dock? Mm. You would have to get closer to tell for sure. But Pearl was also there, yes. Oh, well, oh my. Okay, so one of the targets might be at the dock. <laughs> In disguise. Yeah, okay. Uh-oh. Whoa. Do we have a means to contact her? Could we whispering word Pearl and tell her to like meet us at a location so whispering wind delivers to a location not a person <sighs> so i've got a feather token bird but that's also not very inconspicuous because it does just turn into a bird does zelf have any spells that are gonna contact no. a person discreetly that's not really your wheelhouse huh guys i could blow something up is that helpful <laughs> The opposite of helpful. The opposite? That's not what we need right now? I think we should convince one of our friendly neutral gnomes to case the docks. Because, like, they're supposed to be in the city. We're not. Okay. I don't know how we're supposed to find Pearl, though, if she's in disguise. Can I just look and see if I see Pearl? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Like, maybe it's not a very good disguise? (laughs) Yeah! So, the Winter Guard are almost completely covered. <laughs> Especially the ones working with Kihu because they've got to endure yeah, the extreme yeah. cold conditions. Okay, yeah. right. I would let you use your, your previous perception roll, which is very good, but you would not, just looking at them necessarily, be able to tell them apart in any way. Do the Shadow End students have some kind of secret hand signals or audio cues that they use to communicate with each other secretly? <laughs> like that oh that's interesting <laughs> or a secret like hobo symbols we can hold up a flag <laughs> that's like beat us here discreetly yeah yeah i feel like you could definitely do that can we send some kind of a gnome newsie with a fake mm. newspaper <laughs> and if pearl's there she'll definitely like see and understand the message that we're trying to send with it <laughs> I absolutely love Paul's dedication to getting a message to Pearl. We're going to use a spell. We're going to hire a gnome. We're going to make a fake newspaper. I mean, I'm here for it. I can't believe we're doing fake newspapers when I'm not near my printing press. This is a personal slight, and I take it as such. You guys are wanting to go into church bodacious and get one of those gnomes? Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Yeah. I suppose so, Paul. Paul, this is your strategy. You need to spearhead. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just hire a plucky youth from a street corner? It's a shame we don't have Manny. I was just going to say this is why we should have brought Manny. Manny is not reliable. Unless he packed himself in your suitcase because he couldn't be left behind. He's a stowaway. He caves at the first moment of pressure. 
I'm going to say that it's going to be very difficult to get just a regular <laughs> New Haven okay. gnome to, like, go up to the Winter Guard. Hey, okay. Go antagonize these soldiers. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. I assume they're all the Goonies or something. No, okay, yeah. We're going to go to Church Bodacious. Okay. Whew. Getting to Church Bodacious is going to put you walking through where a lot of the soldiers are looking. So to be inconspicuous, disguise, or stealth, something along those lines. So I am quite stealthy, so I probably am a good candidate for that. I'm not going to go. Stay behind. <laughs> uh, I'm very good at disguise, so I'll wrap a scarf around my face and go with Patty. Great. Oh, bingo, bingo, ha, ta, ta. That's I rolled a 20. That's a 27 <laughs> total for that disguise check, Justin. And on my stealth oh. check, I have rolled a 30, and then I have a plus two bonus in urban terrain. Oh. So I Incredible. am stealthy as shit. Try to see us, Justin. You can't. <laughs> uh, Astra, what character are you playing? I'm playing a feeble old fortune teller. Would you like me to tell your fortune? I'll give you a discount for the winter guard. Why won't anybody look me in the eye? <laughs> I have to add you to the map because I didn't know where or what you would be trying to pull. No, that's fair. And what a rude way of saying it. <laughs> Patty, you are able to sneak around unnoticed. Astra, you're able to go right through the front door. You're telling me the gnomes at Church Bodacious just let this old fortune teller in? Oh, yeah. It's a church. Are they going to keep me out? They're going to give her soup. Wow. <laughs> There's no bouncer at the front of this church, I guess. They're a church of really cool, <laughs> chill gnomes. Yeah. God, Zelf would be like, how would they just let anyone into this church? <laughs> the rabble. <laughs> this church isn't very exclusive. <laughs> he only wants to go to places he can't get into. <laughs> oh my god, this map is incredible. Wait, wait. <gasps> Justin made a map for a place and then that we all there. went to. And then oh, you went to it, guys. We went, <laughs> you went to it. Justin, it's a Christmas miracle. Merry Christmas, Justin. This is what we got you. Astra, you are able to walk right down the street through the Winter Guard who are knocking on doors and, and just kind of accosting people looking for Pearl and Glorahan in all of these residential and commercial buildings. You pass all of them uh, until you reach the large wooden front doors of Church Bodacious. Through the stained glass, you can make out that there are two soldiers inside. Mm. Are they being menacing, Justin? So the, the gnomes are clearly frightened, but they're not like actively attacking them or anything like that. They're just kind of being aggressive, like, are you hiding anybody in here type of thing. And then, Patty, you are able to secretly kind of go in through the back of the church so you are completely unnoticed. You also are able to tell that there are soldiers inside of here. <laughs> the boys, I just put you guys on the roof of Church Bodacious, kind of out of the way. <laughs> you have no idea what the girls are up to at this point. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> well, Astro will kind of hobble in. And she'll act and also be surprised that there are soldiers here because she was not expecting that. And she'll go, oh, I'm so sorry. I just came to pay some alms. I didn't realize there was a service. And oh, no, you're just just bothering these gnomes, I guess. Would either of you like a fortune read? One of them goes, 
oh yeah, I'd like my fortune read. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> now Aster has to tell fortune. Don't you think that maybe uh, if we got our fortune read, it could help us like locate these two people? Like maybe it's in the cards. Yeah, whatever, uh. man. You just want to ask if that girl's gonna say yes to a date. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Astral will uh, scurry over to a pew and pull out a deck of cards from her pack and lay out a nice handkerchief so it looks all formal. And she'll say, sit right here, Sonny. I'll tell you a fortune. (laughs) Yeah, the interested one does go and sit down with you. The other one kind of like rolls back like annoyed and uh, just goes and waits like by the wall. Go ahead and cut this deck for me, son. He does, and he's like, so we're looking for these two girls specifically, but if you happen to see any information about a, a third girl who maybe is completely unrelated, like, that would be great, too. You can tell me uh, about that. <laughs> Astra winks <laughs> and nods, and she um, shuffles her marked fortune teller cards. Nice. Yeah. So this is a a common deck. It has simple drawings on parchment scraps or simple wooden plaques. And they are marked so I can order them in any way that I would like. And I want to order them so that it's a two of cups and then uh, the hero fan and... Um, it'll be a two-card draw because I can't think of a third one. So she (laughs) (laughs) makes makes the soldier shuffle them, and then she uh, has him draw the top two cards, which are those two cards. Great. And she says, oh, yes, it looks like the two of cups, as we know, uh, represents the youth and women. So if you were looking for maybe some young women... Uh, and the hero fan can mean so many things, but as you can see, the position it's standing in is very similar to the sculpture that's at the very center Whoa. of this town. Oh, yeah, the the statue of Idon. Yeah, 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 I know that. Yes. They must have lost us by the statue, and we thought that they went down here, but I mean, Kiho doesn't know what he's doing, man. Yeah, I know. I know that because I'm a fortune teller. That guy <laughs> seems like he's pretty fucked up. The, <laughs> the one uh, who is at the wall who's not interested, he's like, even if this old lady's right, you want to go tell Kihu that an old lady fortune teller told you that they're in a different place? Like, he will freeze you to death in the streets. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> oh, I, I can tell your fortune for that too. Actually, go ahead. Let me shuffle these cards again. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Go ahead and cut them again. Oh, yes. I see uh, two cards. Another two card thread. Oh, it's, I've pulled the lovers and the three of beds. And I think that means you're going to get married to a beautiful woman and live a long life and die in your bed. So I don't know what that other guy's talking about. He's like, uh, man, I, I think I might try it. I mean, you know, there's seven buildings stacked on top of each other right here. Is he going to go through every single room? I mean, this is this is a good lead. We actually have something. <laughs> can I roll bluff to convince the other guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can try. Okay. It's very Final Fantasy for the soldiers to be total goobers. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 21 on my bluff check. Oh, I think you've got him. Oh, are you sure that's high enough? <laughs> oh. 
Uh, I rolled natural <laughs> 20. <laughs> this guy's oh, not buying it. Quit Mr. Brown. <laughs> not buying it at all. But the other one is, is so excited. He's like, oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, and he he's out of there. Oh, young man, you don't want maybe come over here and sit next to, to Granny and I'll tell you a fortune. He's like, that's okay. I've got work to do. And he follows the other one out. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so the coast is clear now. The three gnomes are alone. They're like, were you wanting to make a prayer to Gavilan? Oh, I could use some wine since I saved your life, but it's just me. It's Astra. We met earlier. Hey, it's Astra. I could use that wine, though. That would be great. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's Astra. They're clapping. They go and they get you the wine. When they go into the other room to get the wine, they see Patty and they're like, oh, it's Patty. I was going to say, Patty wants to come out of hiding before the wine is served. It's just communion wine. It tastes terrible. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're both invited to the altar to have some wine. They're, they're like, is Johnny with you? We had to leave them down at the docks because there was a little bit of heat on. And, you know, Johnny loves that. <laughs> so we wanted to come down and see if we couldn't uh, request one of y'all's helps. Um, we think there might be one of our compatriots undercover at the docks. And uh, I think she might be in a little bit of trouble, but we, we can't suss out whether or not she's actually there. We can't quite get close enough to see her or to get a message to her. We were hoping maybe one of you guys would be able to get closer. They kind of talk amongst themselves and they're like, we would be willing to, yes. But will you deliver a, a message to Johnny for us in turn? Yeah, of course. There's a woman down there. Her name is Iron Eye and she she knows who Johnny is. And she's looking for him, and we think that she's going to hurt him if she finds him. Oh, oh boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Finally, we have a use for the Narquan. Astra is going to pull it out immediately, waste absolutely no time, and send a note to the location where they left Johnny and Zelf to let them know that Iron Eyes apparently knows Johnny and it has her eyes out for him and that he should maybe try to be careful. She's going to direct this mostly to Zelf. Okay. <laughs> Zelf, make sure Johnny stays undercover. To the responsible party. Yes. Yeah. The, the gnome's like, can we add one more detail? <laughs> oh, you weren't done talking? Yeah, get in on this message. <laughs> I and I have something of Orem's. Ooh. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me, but... Um, he'll know, he'll know what that means. Astra, well, P.S. Uh, <laughs> tell Johnny that Iron Eyes has something of Orin? That's probably good news. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Love you. <laughs> okay, that's entirely one directional, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Out on the roof where Johnny is lovingly placing a cloak over <laughs> Sami, so he's not on the rain shirtless. The message from Astra travels on the wind and speaks from nowhere out loud to you guys. <gasps> You're not going to repeat it? You're not going to repeat exactly what I said back to them? <laughs> word for word. In your best astro voice? This is recorded. We're going to know if you got it wrong. <laughs> we'll do it in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Zell scratches his head and says, 
Do you think or um is a verbal tick? Some people say um. (laughs) Paul. That could be. I was thinking that it was Orum, my master. Like, but you're right. Like, that could really change a lot of things. No, no. (laughs) Johnny, I trust your instincts. Let's go with that. I definitely got to find this Captain Iron Eyes, though, because I guess she's got something of Orum's. Wait, wait, wait. And that's pretty important to me. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's no, what no. the message said, right? <laughs> the message said Iron Eye was trying to, I don't know, destroy you. Oh. I don't think we should go see her. Dude, I'm thinking Iron Eye's gonna be, like, this point we've, like, all gonna just deal with anyway. Like, because <laughs> Captain of the Swinter Guard is hanging around here. Also, maybe she's making it rain. This is exactly why I directed the message to Zelf. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, before we jump into anything, do you know Iron Eye personally? Mm. Professionally? Johnny will scratch his head and think real hard. No, I can't say I do, though. But, like, you know, like, that's not strange. <laughs> Fair. It's worrisome, though. <laughs> do you know how she would know your master? Honestly, dude, like, I've killed a lot of Winter Guards, so, like, it wouldn't surprise me if she's just, like, got it out for me. Like, that's just kind of how war goes, you know? Fair enough. Like, cycle killing stuff. (laughs) Another disturbing thing in a Valley Boy accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Johnny, I think you're right, but I think we need to do things in the right order. And we can't go running off to meet Iron Eye before Patty and Hester come back. That would be rude. You're right. It would be rude, bro. You're right. You're right. Is there any way to tell, now that they're kind of peeping from the roof, any particular troop movement? Oh, yeah. You guys see down below on the stairs kind of outside two soldiers exiting Church Bodacious. They kind of meet up with Kihu and two men that he's standing with on the stairs. Uh, They have a conversation that you're too far away to hear anything about. And then you see Kihu turn and behind his back just throw like a cone of ice that freezes both (laughs) of the two men. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, serves that one guy right. (laughs) Who is this guy? He'll like lean over to Tommy and be like, See, bro, like, this is exactly what would have happened to you and your dudes if you tried to deal with the Winter Guard. This dude looks like a total bag. Let's cut back to Astra and Patty. Listen, you can't let any more of those soldiers in here. I know you're a church, but we're going to leave and you got to lock your doors and you've just got to not be a church for a while, okay? (laughs) The one who has agreed to go kind of uh, case the joint, he walks with you and the other two are like, we'll lock the door right behind you. Okay, thank you. Hey, what's your what's your name? New kid. Uh, his name is Dimtup. All right, Dimtup, we're gonna have to be a little bit stealthy on our way back. I mean, you probably less so than us. So we're gonna do our various forms of skullduggery. Just try to keep up. She's gonna hobble back into the street as the wily fortune teller. Great. You and Patty, I won't make you roll again, are able to reconnect with the other two. Everybody, meet Dimtup. Dimtup. Hi, Dimtup. He's gonna help us. Hello. Do any of you remember what Pearl looks like? (laughs) Does she have glasses? I think she had hair. Patty definitely knows what she looks like. Okay, good. Curly red hair. She has no fashion sense. She's Ah! a a weird little goofy (laughs) human girl. 
Very Patty centric. Yeah, I love the idea of Patty's like she's in disguise. She's probably wearing a Winter Guard uniform, which is good because her outfits are just horrible. Normally, <laughs> she's gonna look way better than she's ever looked before. <laughs> is there a picture of Pearl on the bounty from the Winter Guard? Yes, there's a, a drawing of Pearl and Glorian on the bounty. Oh, damn. Okay. okay. Good call. Uh, assuming that Pearl is, you know, head to toe in a stormtrooper outfit. So the picture might not help, but it's there if it helps. What do we want to tell Pearl? She's wanted and she's got to get out of there as soon as possible. Meet us at Church Bodacious. Yes. I did tell them to lock the door, which in hindsight, no, it was the right thing to do. Never mind. <laughs> Are we going to run into any issues with Tommy if we bring Pearl to meet up with us? We'll find Ooh. out. We'll oh. find out, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do it anyway? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not a problem until we find Pearl and Glorhan. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Right, Tommy? It's not a problem until we find both of them? Not silently. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it's not a problem until we find both of them and then don't go to the thieves guild right it's fine for now tons of time tons of latitude it's fine we can kill tommy later it's fine yeah no that's fair <laughs> can't kill tommy i said <laughs> later we can still turn him tommy's a good we guy can turn him. it's no he's yeah. not <laughs> this is, i can't believe you're falling for this again <laughs> Zelf likes all the bad NPCs. He likes Bobble. <laughs> he thinks Bobble's awesome. He likes Gastion. Yeah. Uh, we'll cross the Tommy Bridge when we get to it. Let's just try to get Pearl one gemstone at a time. Pearls aren't gems. One sea excretion at a time. Let's get this Pearl. <laughs> Oyster booger. Yeah. And we send little Dim Tup off. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm so afraid for him. I'm nervous. It's fine. <laughs> Another battle mage thing is at a certain level, which self is, they can pass their magic food to another person. When you say pass. <laughs> like a baby bird. Uh, not going to adjust that. He's going to give Demtup a heightened awareness spell to give Demtup a plus two competence oh. bonus on perception checks. Oh, great. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I'll bless him. You guys see little Dimtop make his way casually through the lower dock area, looking around, just kind of smiling, trying to be innocent looking, which is not tough because he's kind of a cutie. He's Aww. going between uh -oh. like the different groups of soldiers, <laughs> pretending to be giving them like a blessing from Gavelin. As he goes closer to the boat, you see one of the soldiers pats him on the head insultingly, but then points over towards the ship. You see a large construct climb down like the wooden planks from the ship onto the docks. It is like this hulking piece of metal with little stout mechanical legs that it can walk on. On the front of it is like a large vent that's like glowing like this orange red and like steam is coming out of it. Ooh. And then at the top of it, there is a long like coiling snake of an arm that kind of thrusts forward at the end of it is like a grasping claw that's large enough to pick up an adult human um it has mm -hmm. like three sharp prawn grabbers and it's opening and closing menacingly there are like four winter guard engineers that like are surrounding it and just are constantly like adding or moving parts on the go Ooh. Dimtop looks absolutely terrified of it, but they're just like bringing it off of the <laughs> ship and the soldier's like, look, this thing could kill you if it wanted to. 
Don't try anything, kid. Dib Dub's trying to get away, but the, the guy's just like bullying him. That is awesome. Is there just one? How many of these are there? There is one large construct. Oh, Lord, it's gigantic. <laughs> we gotta capture it. What? <laughs> Just think of the meals you could make from that. So yeah, it's gonna be his food truck. God, that's tempting. <laughs> right? Like, I can't tell you how badly I want to steal this thing and ride it around, but I feel like we would all die in attempting to do so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we haven't figured out whether or not the time loop is real yet, so I that maybe that'll be okay and maybe it won't. <laughs> End of game. Should we try to plant that remote bomb on it or is this thing oh not that important? Yeah. I don't yes. want to blow it up. I yes. want to ride it. Yeah. Let's let Dim Tup well, finish his rounds. I think Dim Tup's about to run away. I think he- <laughs> Dim Tup eventually gets back to you guys. Okay. He, he's definitely more shaken than before. He's like, oh, do you guys see that thing? Dim Tup. <laughs> he imagines there's got to be like some sort of very broy, like fist bump handshake. <laughs> that Church Prodacious has, that he's going to do that also as soon as he sees Dim Tup. Like, like, yeah, that was righteous, bro. Good job. Does it look exactly like when you bump your fist and then, like, send your fingers out and it's like yes. the rays of the sun? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find anyone named Pearl, but someone did seem to understand the message that you were sending. Uh-oh. Uh, and he sent a, a message back. Uh-oh. And the message was, Baby Angel? Oh God! Oh, baby angel, <laughs> baby angel. Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. I already gave you this feel in the middle of the episode, but just a reminder, you can find us on Twitter at BCBParty or email us at BCBParty at gmail.com. If you have thoughts or questions, you can send them there. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber as Astroblep, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder, executive produced by me, Jenna Stieber. This episode was edited by Andrew Hansen and Justin Green.